Guten Morgen, and welcome back to our Life Group Leaders Lounge. My name is Brooks. I am your host, and I am joined by my compadre, fellow co-host, Raquel. Welcome, Raquel. And special guest today, Jared, Pastor Jared from New Break Scripts Ranch. Yes, sir. Jared, welcome in to the Life Group Leaders Lounge. Thanks for having me. It's going to be good. It's going to be great. Hopefully. It'll be wonderful. I'm calling it now. So, uh, and that little intro at the front end, that was a shout out to uh, some of our German listeners who are starting (laughs) to pick up the pod. So, we recognize you. We're thankful you're joining with us. So, uh, Jared's topic today, we want to get into it right away. Jared, you have a heart for family. You Mm -hmm. have a heart for making sure that as a leader, that you are leading well at home first. Uh, and so I want you to talk about that. But first, can I, I just want to read you a quote here. Um, there's this, uh, I read this on this article I read a little bit ago that said, don't sacrifice family on the altar of ministry. Tell me, just start talking about that. Yeah. How does that hit you? Gosh, it, I think from being someone who's in vocational ministry, that hurts a little bit. Because, you know, when, it, when we talk about family, it can be really easy in a ministry world because we're doing it for God that we sacrifice our number one ministry, and that is our family. That we we do all these things, we'll stay up late, we'll do a lot of life groups, we'll do a lot of events because it's for Him, it's for Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and we neglect our family going through the process. And so that quote, I don't like that quote, it but, it, but it's so good, it hits home, yeah. right? Uh, but I would say that... Um, what good is it for you to be the best leader in your business, to be the best leader in your life group, to be the best leader in whatever it is, and ruin all of your relationships at home that matter? And and so this is something that is so important to me of leading well at home, because this is your number one ministry above above your life group, above your business, above any of that. Your family is the number one thing that Jesus wants you to invest in. Yeah, something you said while we were off podcast, you said you can't be healthy in, uh, or you can't be unhealthy in one area mm-hmm. and then expect to be healthy in another area. Right. Can you kind of talk about that, how that, how that applies to being maybe a life group leader? For sure. Yeah, I think about, you know, physical health, going to the gym, which I don't know if you guys go exercise or go to the gym. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. Um, but when you're, when you're in a rhythm of physical health, there's something about it that, that moves into the rest of your life, right? you feel better spiritually, you feel better emotionally, it affects the rest of your being. I believe it's the same thing with our family. If there's health at home, it permeates into everything Mm. else that you do. Yeah, Um, true. If you flip that, if you try to be, you know, spend so much time at work uh, and you're healthy there, but you come home and you don't invest into your family, like there's going to be conflict. Um, And so I I see it kind of like that. Physical health permeates into everything. And if you start with your home and there's health there, it's going to permeate into your life group and into your business and into your life in general. You'll see that. Yeah. Was there a time that this, like, was there a moment in your life where this light bulb went off for you where you're like, oh man, I am, I'm not doing well in this. Like I <laughs> He's need laughing. to figure this out. <laughs> that means can you, yes. you know, can you, can you bleed a little bit with us here? You want me to just go to mm-hmm. town? Lay just bleed out. out all yeah. over the table. Lay it out. No problem. Yeah. I mean, it still happens. I, I'm not perfect at this, and so it's something I'm working on. But definitely, let's see, 2009 is when I started in full-time vocational ministry. Uh, it was also the year I got married. And so Ooh. I started out in a, a youth ministry world, which if you've ever been in youth ministry, mm-hmm. it's all-encompassing. Mm-hmm. And at that time, 
we did two events a month on top of all the programs that you did. And so for me, I was out four nights a week. And so when you're newly married and you're gone four nights a week, let's just say it doesn't go well when you go home. <laughs> and, and so I remember a specific <laughs> conversation with my wife and she, she just was upset and rightly so. And so there were tears and we were crying and trying to figure out our schedule. And I hated that feeling that I was neglecting her. But the, the thing that got me was, but I'm doing this for God. Like, don't you right. see that yeah. type of thing? And yeah. so we had to wrestle that out, uh, which was a good conversation and difficult. Um, and that was when I recognized the first time that my, my wife is my number one ministry. I have mm. to focus on her. Um, I think that's a good, that's a good point that I think every leader has to wrestle with mm-hmm. that. Then has to come to understanding of how to do, how to do ministry um, and not have it negatively impact yeah. your family where your family becomes ultimately uh, way down the list of priorities. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Pastor Marcus on a couple of different podcasts earlier mentioned uh, talking about setting boundaries and how important that is and specifically how we do God, family, um, and then everything and else then everything underneath <laughs> that, which I thought it's a great podcast. If you haven't listened to that, yeah. definitely do mm-hmm. it. Um, Raquel, is this something that like kind of hits home for you as a leader? I know because you lead what multiple, I know you lead at least uh-huh. one life group and you're also yeah. serving here at the church in many different contexts. How has this topic kind of hitting for you? Oh, it's been, it's been, uh, it super hits home and you know, we've had similar struggles, uh, Nate and I, and, um, we lead a couples group and I think we've learned that leading a group together helps versus just me leading mm-hmm. a group. Um, so in other words, including him and, you know, not I'm doing this for God, uh, we are doing it together is, is helpful. Um, if I say I'm doing this for God, you know, what, what a schmuck does he feel like, <laughs> uh, for guilting me, mm-hmm. you know, into leaving. And, and then that just becomes like a, a really, uh, sad, angry situation. And, and those, those fights where you're crying and, yeah. and stuff, um, so I think as much as we can include each other and do it together as right. a team is like way healthier for, for our situation, mm-hmm. um, leading a couple's group together. And then also I've, I mentioned that there have been those times where um, seasons of life where maybe we aren't the healthiest at home, Nate and I are struggling, mm-hmm. um, we're still going to group. And in fact, our, our group, we've been, which, which is what groups are about, we've been able to lean on them at times, you know, it's not us, the almighty, you know, leaders of everything. Like we have struggles too. That's exactly why we're in a group together with other people. So being able to lean on each other, um, but just as long as you're, you know, honest and communicating, communicating with your spouse and with Mm -hmm. your group. And Mm -hmm. I think you touched on, uh, communication is like a big factor in this. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, communication is key in all of it, but like you guys have kids now too. And so, yeah, I think that's another realization, even now, it's a different dynamic once you have kids, is, you know, when your kids start to notice that you're working at home and you're on your phone constantly, yeah. and yeah. and so it's a, it's so important that when you're home, you're home, and when you're at work, you're at work, and in ministry, it's hard to separate those, sometimes there's seasons, like you yes. said, when you have to, and I don't know if it's a have to, you get to serve and you get to love people, but right. it's, the communication is key in yeah. that of talking to your spouse about here's what's going on this week or this month 
you know. Well, it definitely feels, I think if, if things are out of whack, you'll be able to know right away because your spouse will feel like you have to do something. Mm -hmm. I think that's a pretty good indication Mm -hmm. that maybe you need to pull back or maybe you need to reevaluate how much time you're doing something, or maybe you need to start having conversations about the impact that your role is having on the family and maybe how to, how to make it a more healthy situation. Cause as soon as your spouse is like, you've got to go do that again, or how come you're, you know, this is taking so much time. That should be like a light bulb moment of like, okay, something is out of whack here. Like we need to start putting better boundaries, more healthiness in our relationship here. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Jared, is there like a passage for you that's really kind of helped anchor you into having a better perspective on um, just having, leading well at home? Yeah. I think there's so much in the New Testament that we see. Um, One of the things that always stuck out to me was, Paul in First Timothy, he's writing to Timothy, and and specifically in First Timothy three, he's talking about, you know, the qualifications for overseers and deacons. But he says this in, and I want to read it. First Timothy three in verse four and five, he says, "This person must manage his own family well and see that his children obey him, which we all want our kids to obey us." But he says, "But do it in a way that they respect you, which is key. It's not a dictatorship." But then in first, verse 5, there's this parenthetical, and I think this applies to all of us as you know leaders. He says, if anyone does not know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's family? It's like a... Oh, Mic drop. That's big, yeah. Like that's, that's good. That's huge. If, we, if there's no health at home, how do we expect to go mm-hmm. and lead a life group well and teach them about how to love your family? You know, it's, yep. it's, yeah. it's tough. And so it, it all starts at home. And so that passage has really hit home for me. Um, But then you see all throughout scripture, there's humility, living like Jesus, Philippians 2. He did everything out of humility to sacrifice himself for the benefit of the people he loved. And that's a big piece of of leading well at home is sacrificing for the people that you you love and to see the best in them, which means you might have to say no to certain things. Yes, You might have to say no to uh, the thing you love to do, golf. Right, so that you can spend time with your family, whatever it is. But um, I think those two passages hit home about my family is important, and it starts there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think when people you know sign up for being like let's say a life group leader or leading any context, whether or if your job requires a lot of your time and attention, you know, no one signs up and thinks when I say yes to this, I'm going to basically harpoon my family. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, I'm just lighting my marriage certificate on fire. You know, no one thinks that way, but somehow over time it can easily turn into uh, ministry and serving can become caustic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be uh, harmful. Mm-hmm. And so none of us want that. None of us. I don't want that in my marriage. I don't want that with my children. Right. Right. I know we don't want that here. That's not the kind of... Uh, the type of healthy families that we want to produce here through the ministry at Newbreak Church. So what are some things that we can do? Let's just kind of wrap, just end it up here. What are some things that maybe uh, that we can do to help um, lead at home first? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So if you're listening to this, maybe take out a pen, piece of paper, maybe your notes, start jotting some of these down to start talking through with your spouse. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. First thing I think of, and maybe this goes back to like marriage 101, I guess, <laughs> which sometimes we need to go back to. Yeah, for sure. But always. it's communication is is a key factor. Yeah, and and I always talk about... Stress it enough. Right. Communicating yeah. in the things that are important to you. And so I think of what's important to me. My faith is important to me. And so 
talk about that with your spouse. Uh, talk about what you learned at church. Talk about what you're reading in scripture. Talk about you know those those things so you learn yeah. about your spouse and where they're mm-hmm. at. Which, by the way, mm-hmm. uh, you should have a master's degree in your spouse. Like yes. you should know where they're at. And so, uh, but talk and about talk bonding. about faith. It's bonding. Yeah, yeah I mean, especially if you're if you're balancing kids and like screaming babies and stuff, to be able to just if you have a moment of silence, just be able to ask that question. Uh, what is God doing in your life right totally. now? Like, that's a great way to reconnect. Mm-hmm. If your kids hear you two talking like that, yeah, ugh, yeah. so it's good. Huge. They'll catch on to it. Yeah. Like they'll, we could say a lot of things, but they'll, they'll see how you act uh-huh. and they'll catch on to that for sure. Um, so yeah, I, I say communicate about your faith. Communicate about your finances is huge. I think that's <laughs> sometimes a thing that breaks families apart is how to manage finances, how to budget, where do you mm. spend money, where do you not spend money. Yeah. So you have to communicate about those things. Um, and then uh, even biggest thing, one of the things we have a conversation about every single week, me and my wife, is our calendar. Yeah, that's good. Talk about your calendar. Where are you going to be? What are the things that are going on? What are the sporting events that you're going to be at? Um, if you don't communicate your calendar, there's going to be something that comes up. And your wife's like, oh, you remember that time we're doing this thing? And you're like, <laughs> we never talked about that, right? Yeah. There's a tension there. Yeah, well, I would say even like bake in, if you're being really thoughtful, bake in time for, hey, I need to study for my life group at this time. Mm-hmm. If you uh, can't do it at, at maybe your lunch break at work, maybe you need an hour at night or something, just make sure you put that on the calendar of like, I'm going to study during this time so that I can, I don't take away from other family time, mm-hmm. but I'm able to be intentional to seek the Lord for, mm-hmm. for this at this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for us and my family, um, Heather and I, we started uh, adding each other's calendar to one another. So we share calendars. So I That's see great. what's on her schedule. She sees what's on my schedule. Uh, the challenge is, though, you have to actually put everything on the calendar. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. even though you can share a calendar, <laughs> if, you, if you don't remember to put that you have some big meeting after church on a Sunday or at night... And then your spouse is wondering where the heck you are. <laughs> then you say it's on the calendar. You realize it's not. Yeah. So that's uh, a good one to do. Consider yeah. sharing a calendar would yeah. be great. I'm gonna do that. That's yeah. like such a like light bulb moment for yeah. me. Do yeah. it, but still talk about it too, right? Yeah. You don't want to just throw yes. something. Hey, I don't know if you saw. I no. filled up my entire week full of stuff. <laughs> yeah. right? So still talk that's about true. it. Yeah, that's well, true. I think husbands and wives can communicate differently, and like Nate's more of a planner, and I'm like, oh, what day is it? I'm gonna do this today. Like. I'm more of like a task oriented, uh, but yeah, I think the mm-hmm. communication helps a lot mm-hmm. with each other yeah. and each other's needs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing that was brought up, um, I think is a great idea is making sure that you are intentional taking rests and mm-hmm. taking breaks. Mm. Uh, and so if you are, you it's know, uh, we talk about have, taking a Sabbath, how important it is to have a day during the week where you are just connecting with God, connecting with your family. Um, and being intentional to preserve that. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to do. It is. it is so hard to do. But I, I, I feel like it's one of the most important things that can help create a healthy environment for your family and, and also be able to preserve your, um, your ministry roles, your ministry service opportunities mm-hmm. too. So that's something maybe as a leader uh, to be intentional. If you are so busy right now in your season, if you're leading a life group and you just take a lot of time or you're leading another, another role within a church or in your organization, then as you're talking about it, like, okay, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Like if I have two nights in a row, I'm busy doing something, then I'll let her know, okay, Thursday night and Saturday, which just family time. Let's just do that. So yeah. it's hard to do, but it's very helpful for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. yeah. Any other thoughts here? Yeah, I, I, this is one that I'm working on every day. 
but these things are beautiful oh. tools. They mm-hmm. do lots of great things. But mm-hmm. uh, my wife and I are trying to be purposeful of at the dinner table uh, when our kids are playing, put the phones away mm-hmm. because it can be so easy to get caught up in what's on Instagram and what's on Facebook or whatever. And we scroll mindlessly and we miss like living life with our family because we're living it vicariously through other people, which is so hard. Uh, and so we're trying to just put your phone away, like practice that on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. What would happen if you didn't look at your phone? Okay. Or for baby steps, which I don't, I don't have a problem with this. Like I don't even know where my phone is <laughs> most of the time. Uh, but we kind of created these boundaries. Like there's time, you know, every hour there's 10 minutes of, of phone time. Mm-hmm. And so you can like catch up on all your text messages and all your stuff real quick. Um, or, you know, after the kids go to bed, then there's an hour or two where you can just, you know, mindlessly scroll or whatever. Um, because I definitely have found that, you know, trying to do it for the entire day or, uh, an entire, you know, evolution, I call it military, like, a thing that we're doing, like activity, yeah. um, can often not happen. Then I need my phone for navigation or mm-hmm. this or that. Right. And then, and then you just like you right. scrolling you and stuff. It's like you get 10 minutes at the top of every hour. Yeah. That's good. Something. Yeah. I know with, um, with June, my, my two year old, she will look at me and she'll say, no, no phone, dad, no phone. And Oof. she'll actually grab my phone and put it down. <laughs> and Did I, Heather train her to do no 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 she just my kids to do she's just she just knows that i'm not giving her my full attention and i feel like that's Mm. probably a good um to some degree kind of what we're talking about you know like ministry can be that phone in our life Mm. you know that we just look at and we become absorbed by other people's challenges and and we want to be used by god and we're excited and passionate about what he's put in front of us but ultimately we might have our families just saying just put this down for a moment. Yeah. Like, no, just I just need your attention. I need mm-hmm. your time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in, in that spirit, why don't we why don't we conclude our time together here? But you know, that's that's just our heart. Is you know, we want to encourage healthy leaders who are uh, fostering family. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I hope that you got that out of that time today, and that you were encouraged. And there are some practical things that you can do. And uh, we're just so thankful for all of you who are listening, and for all of you who are serving. Uh, We just appreciate you so much. So until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. See ya.